Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the astrological sign of Pisces. Today's show will focus on Aries. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, stars, and symbols And all of the above Myth, Tarot, Love to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your classicist. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Aries, spring has sprung. Yes, happy spring equinox. Yay. Yeah. Oh, man. The days are, are now, you know, overpowering the night and it is just filling us <laughs> with all kinds of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Starting to see little signs of spring, like little buds coming out. Little buds, yeah. So nice. We live in Canada, and it is just so refreshing to have warmth (laughs) and sunlight. (laughs) Sunlight, yes. Yeah, so Aries is actually the first sign of the astrological calendar. So what you're saying is we should have started with this. No, (laughs) Aries, in many ways, is number one, um, and many Aryan folk will probably agree (laughs) that they are number one. Um, Oh, man, there's so much to say about Aries. I have a lot of Aries friends. Um, They are very friendly folk, and they are also just full of energy and wonder, and there is so much to say. (laughs) So let's get started. Okay, so Aries is... um, has this energy about it that is very much like the spring, the new beginnings, and uh, sometimes also kind of like a baby energy to it. And that's not to say that, um, that's not to say that they are are stupid or immature. immature. What I mean is they have like a childlike wonder to them, Mm. right? They are kind of the babies of the astrological um, chart, if you will. And, so by saying they're childlike, I'm not saying they are childish. There's a there's a big difference, <laughs> right? What I mean is that they they go into life with this idea of like, yeah, I can I can do everything, I can do anything because I don't know what I haven't tried yet, right? Um, so in a lot of ways, they have a lot of the same energy as the Fool card, hmm. which is that spark, that initial um, curiosity and um, just interest and drive and towards creativity and, and new beginnings, right? So if you remember from our very first episode ever, yeah. way back way in back when. with The Fool, there's a lot of that energy happening in Aries. But there's also a lot of another energy, and I would say that is represented by the card The Chariot. <laughs> so if you remember, The Chariot was all about victory and snatching victory from the jaws of defeat and... Um, overcoming challenge and there's definitely a lot of that with Aries so sometimes I think back to um, like children when they're learning how to walk right this idea like oh yeah oh yeah I can walk I'll just I'll get it and like they fail over and over and over again but they just keep going at it because um, they just refuse to accept failure (laughs) so Aries are kind of like that like they just keep going exactly Aries are kind of like that as well where they will um, although the thing about Aries is 
that's kind of uncanny is they tend to get things really quickly. Mm. Like they tend to be really sharp um, and like quick at learning, like very quick learners. Uh, so sometimes if something does take a lot more practice, a lot longer, or they're not quite getting it the first time, they'll be like, whatever, there's a million other things I could be doing right now anyways. <laughs> they'll just kind of give up on it. Um, so there is there is sometimes that ha- that ha- will happen with the Aries. But um, if it involves proving themselves, or even better, if it's a competition, mm-hmm. the best way to get an Aries to do something is to turn it into a competition. Mm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you'll have that, that Aries drive will be like, oh no, I really have to prove myself here. And, um, that's, I think one of the, the biggest, it's like one of the biggest gifts that or the strengths, but also weaknesses of the Aries is that they will definitely have that drive, that motivation to prove themselves. But it's also something that, um, can lead to a lot of anxiety and nervousness because they hold themselves to such a high standard. So are they perfectionists a lot of the times? Sometimes, then? yeah. Uh, a lot of Aries will, will you know, um, be driven towards a, a sense of perfectionism, but they can also... Um, They'll, they tend, like, so once again, I'll go back to that childlike, but not childish, mm-hmm. um, statement where kind of like a child, um, they will kind of upsell the, their, their good parts and downplay the bad parts. It's like, oh, I'm the best at this. I'm great at this, you know, uh, and then they'll just kind of ignore the parts that they're bad at, which I think is, you know, can be healthy <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's, it's good to celebrate your good points, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, so you've got that, that sense of like, I need to be the best at certain things and definitely that need to prove themselves. Um, but it can also lead them to some great things, doing some great things, Hmm. uh, particularly in sports where they get to shine with that competitive streak. Um, but also in like a wide variety of fields like academia, they can, they can do really well in business. They can do well in almost anything because they kind of just approach everything with this curiosity and, and love of learning. Um, some famous Aryans that off the top of my head, like Leonardo da Vinci was one and Jackie Chan, <laughs> a few people, uh, lo- lots of lots of famous people have been Aries um, just because they're willing to take on new challenges. They're willing to um, strive for something that others might shy away from uh, simply because they are always willing to try something new. Um, Which is a good quality to have. Yeah. So uh, so let's talk a little bit about astrology. Uh, so Aries is ruled by the planet Mars. And uh, Aries is actually the name of a god, if I'm not... <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> However, um, that... It is, Aries is the name of a god, which is the mm-hmm. Greek equivalent to Mars. It is spelt a little bit differently. So Aries, the god, is A-R-E-S, mm-hmm. whereas Aries, the astrological symbol, is A-R-I-E-S, which is Latin for ram. All right, yeah. Which makes sense, considering that is their the symbol, symbol. The symbol for Aries. Aries is the ram, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with the, the sim, like the... The other symbol, which is kind of like ram horns, like yeah. So there's yeah. yeah so like, yeah, there's two. I guess two different symbols. One the is animal symbol, the an- and then is the ram horns, yeah. which is more of the astro. Uh, 
how do I say this? I guess more it's like the constellation. Symbol. Well, the constellation yeah. isn't that shape. The constellation yeah. is almost like a downward, like it's like a line and then it curves down. So mm-hmm. the ancient thinkers, um, they they thought of that as a ram just because like of the shape of it. Like that was pushing forward. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So you can yeah. Google it. <laughs> you will see the. <laughs> you can Google it. <laughs> you can see the images. Um, yeah, but yeah, so this that, is not a visual media. <laughs> I know, this is the hard part. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it's like this, but you can't see what I'm. My hand. She's gestures. literally <laughs> like taking her hand and just curving like it into space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see you. <laughs> I think it works. Yeah, um, this idea of just like pushing forward into into unknown ground, right? Um, which is what I like about the chariot card, and thinking of the fool as yeah, well. If we those are those are two tarot. cards I very much connect with the Aries symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, other things to talk about with Aries, it's obviously a fire sign, or mm-hmm. maybe it's not obvious to you. It's obvious to me because fire is very much this like social, creative energy about it. Um, and then there is Aries is also a cardinal sign. So we mentioned um, we mentioned a fixed sign, which was Aquarius. And then we talked about a mutable sign, which was Pisces. And now we're going to talk about a cardinal sign. Okay, so what do those different signs mean? So, like, are there other cardinal signs? Or? Yes, there are four cardinal signs in total. So there's there's three different qualities that you can have to a sign. You okay. Can, it can either be cardinal, fixed, or mutable. Okay, and, and what do those mean? So at the beginning of each season, you will have a cardinal sign. So there's four seasons, so we have four oh, cardinal okay. signs. So the first, so the beginning of spring, we have mm. uh, the cardinal signs, and cardinal signs tend to be anything that has that that leadership quality of starting something new, charging forward, um, but especially when it is combined with the ideas of spring, which is all about new birth and. Mm-hmm. Um, I always new think beginning. of new beginnings, yeah. and you know, it's it's kind of like Aries is waking up after a long dream right? that's what i was just thinking actually is that yeah. is the, the the idea of waking up it's like the earth is <laughs> waking earth, up again exactly like stretching out yeah pisces we've we've been dreaming and then we wake up and we were refreshed mm-hmm. and we have all of this energy to start start the day and in this case start the year <laughs> and we've got um like this idea of like just how the earth will look barren and then suddenly you've got sprouts that are pushing through. Mm-hmm. That is the energy of Aries. And I almost think about the sprout as a symbol of Aries because mm. when a sprout first comes through, you've got those two leaves that curl oh, around yeah, kind of like the, like the symbol of Aries. So just making little connections there <laughs> with Aries. Okay, so the start of a season is normally when a cardinal sign like, they'll be kind of correlated then. Yeah, so at the beginning okay. of each season, we have the cardinal signs that kind of rush forward and uh, establish all of the values of that season um, with force, right? So they tend to be kind of the 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 kinds of leaders that are willing to try new things and um, seek out new information, right? So we've got Aries is the beginning of spring, so it's cardinal. Uh, we have Cancer is the beginning of summer. It is also a cardinal sign. And then we have um, Libra, cardinal for fall. And finally, Capricorn, which is cardinal for winter, <laughs> right? Um, so all of them, however, have their own approaches to how they actually will start a new project. And that is very much the way 
Uh, and when it comes to Aries, they just charge forward full, mm. full ahead, full, you know, full steam ahead. And um, the way they charge forward is with this, like, almost innocence about them where they're just curious and um, excited about about learning something new. And I think I think part of it is also just testing their skills. There's this sense of like, oh, I wonder what I can do. Right. I wonder what I wonder what's possible. Um, and it makes for some pretty great conversations as well. <laughs> well I kind of yeah. like that that idea too, especially I guess of it being a cardinal sign and something starting out that that is the way that they're not, you know, not. I can't think of the word now. <laughs> Never mind. Maybe it'll come to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So some some things I've noticed are that our common pet peeves of Aries is um, they tend to really get annoyed by people who have a poorly developed argument. <laughs> um, so like if, if they come across someone who's just like stating an opinion based off of emotion and no logic, they'll, they'll be like, no, no, I'm going to tear that down. How dare you? <laughs> right? How dare you have um, a terrible opinion? And it's, and it's almost like this, this sense of like justice that needs to be met in correcting them, right? Um, so some sometimes Aries uh, have been known to come across as thriving in conflict, um, but this is a very valuable skill I think mm-hmm. to have as well. Uh, what else can I say about your Aries? <laughs> oh, um, the symbol of Aries uh, has sometimes been connected to the uh, the symbols on like on sergeants uniforms like the on the lapels okay the, um what are they called the uh, no clue the f- <laughs> oh my gosh i'm thinking of like the french word the f- la flèche <laughs> i know that even less <laughs> um yeah so there's been some connections between aries and uh and military uniforms aries uh like just the horns okay <laughs> On the lapels. Mm. We're trying, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out what the <laughs> what the word is. Oh my gosh, it's embarrassing. I should have made a note of it. Anyways, we'll make a we'll make a sub note in our. <laughs> <laughs> we will figure it out. It's been a long day. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um. So. Mm-hmm. Uh. So this is this is what we've talked about. So it's so it's cardinal. It is ruled by Mars. Um, in the chart, Mars is often associated with passion as well as aggression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in an astrological chart, um, the position of where Mars is in that person's chart will kind of dictate how that person responds with aggression. Okay. Um, and in particular, if you have Mars in Aries, so something, something really interesting happens when a planet... Um, a planet is in a person's astrological chart that is in their native sign, and that is that the energy actually will become amplified. Mm. So if uh, if Mars happens to be in Aries in your in your chart, then it's possible that you will have like these extra. I'm gonna say you're gonna feel things a little bit extra. <laughs> you'll feel you'll feel the rage the rage demons a little bit more uh-huh. than your average human. Although maybe, <laughs> but it could also maybe be a little more passion, like extra passionate. Exactly. Extra yeah. Extra everything. You can have some extra passion. You can have a little extra everything. Uh, personally, my Mars is in Taurus. Okay. Uh, which means that I am slow to anger, 
But then like just one little tiny thing will set me off. <laughs> so it'll be like kind of like the anger will build over a long amount of time. But we'll talk a little bit more about Tauros next month mm-hmm. when Tauros comes around. <laughs> yes. And of course, so first you've got your cardinal sign. After that, you have your fixed sign. So Taurus is, of course, the fixed one in spring. And then you have your mutable sign, which is the more accepting of, of signs um, and the more flexible of all three of the signs. So in spring, the mutable sign is Gemini. Hmm. And similarly for winter, the mutable sign was Pisces, which we just finished. Yes. Yes. Okay. So mutable is just more... Uh, flexibility, okay. uh, flexibility, acceptance, and um, I'm going to say it's kind of like it's kind of like the glue that holds things together, <laughs> right? Like so it. you've got you've got your cardinal signs that are just pushing forward. You've got your fixed signs, which anchor down and, mm. and create stability. And then you have your mutable signs, which kind of fill in the gaps, <laughs> the, the glue that holds it all together. I like it. That's yeah. cool. So that's kind of the way um, the way the astrology charts work. Uh, all right, so let's mm-hmm. hear a little bit about uh, the myth that is Aries. I actually don't know this one. Sure. This is, yeah, this is one that I have um, heard of before, before looking into it today, but it's mm-hmm. not a very common one. It's also not a very long one. Um, <laughs> it does play into one that we've talked about before in the um, podcast, but not for a little bit. So that's kind of more towards the end. So, um, yeah, so like I said before, Aries is Latin for ram and is actually said to be the ram that sick I want to say lamb it's not a lamb it's not a lamb it's a ram, it's a ram. It's a very different ram <laughs> that saved Phrixus and Hele in the story of Jason and the Argonauts um the ram was actually the one whose skin became the golden fleece oh and think yeah. about how the, the golden fleece brings like richness and and like, doesn't the Golden Fleece just bring um, prosperity to any land? It can, yeah. That's not, I think, the way or more of how I think about it is it's the prize that Jason needs. It's the, it's the yeah, thing that he needs to the trophy. do to prove himself. It's his trophy, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here is the tale then. So uh, another king named... Uh, Amathus, there we go. Amathus is king of a town in Boeotia, and he and his first wife, uh, Nepheli, had two children, a boy named Phrixus and a girl named Hilly. Unfortunately, Athamasus eventually grew tired of his wife, oh dear, <laughs> Nepheli, and decided to take a second wife, I know. Oh dear. Yes, and they also had two sons together as well. Um, I know very much in the idea of the evil stepmother eventually became jealous of Phrixus, um, Athamaeus's first son, and was afraid that he would become um, heir to the throne instead of one of her sons. So she devised a plot to get rid of him, mm. need him out of here. So she persuaded the local women to parch the seed of grain in order for it not to grow properly and cause a crop failure and a famine. Oh, dear. Yes. This is not, I think, a good way to go about things, but... I don't quite she... understand the logic in that. Right. She yeah. decides to it's starve like, I don't, everyone in... I don't want you to win, so I'm going to starve everyone. Yep. So she starved everyone, and like, this obviously worked. <laughs> and <laughs> Athamas uh, decided to send a messenger to go to the Oracle at Delphi to find out 
what they should do because this was a very common thing. I think I've spoken about this before, um, both in myth but also in actual historical yeah. times. They would, people would just go to the oracle. They go to the oracle for things like this, like crop failure or where to colonize or who to go or whether they should go to war or not. So um, she sus- suspected that he would do this and expected him to, in fact. And um, when her husband did send a messenger, she um, intercepted him and bribed him to tell the king um, that in order to restore fertility to the land, the king must sacrifice his firstborn child, Phrixus. Oh, dear. Yes. Not very good, uh, which is obviously, you know, her attempt to get rid so of him. So that was the plan. Yeah. Yes. So this I'm was like, her... why would she create a famine? Oh. <laughs> She's like, what's happening? It's kind of convoluted. It <laughs> like... is a little bit convoluted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically so that she could get, make a fake oracle in order for um, him to sacrifice his son. This is something that we've seen in other myths um, as well. Yes. The sacrifice um, a child, unfortunately. So, um, Athamas and despairingly led Phrixus to the altar. He was about to sacrifice him, had the knife out, when all of a sudden a golden ram appeared beside the altar. So, Athamas stood aback in shock while Phrixus and his sister Hele climbed onto the back of the animal, and the ram soared away to the east, never to return again. Oh. So they were luckily able to escape. Um, Still didn't become king, though. Didn't become king. Some versions of this story, um, their mother, Nephele, is um, a nymph or some sort of lesser goddess. And she was Mm -hmm. the one to kind of send the ram to be like, go, go (laughs) Go save them. Save my (laughs) children. Save my children. Um, Also a flying ram. Didn't know. Don't know if I mentioned that. But um, yep, special ram. (laughs) <laughs> so on golden flying ram gold, whatever you know yeah. regular everyday that kind of thing. reminds me of the chariot this idea mm-hmm. of like being rescued at the very last second eh? yep to be you know taken away yeah um so on this journey east the ram passed over the entrance to the straits between the northern aegean and the propontis so the aegean sea um and the black sea that we know now there's a strait of water in between it still exists today um, so when they were flying over this, this is where Hele uh, lost her grip and fell to her death in the narrows below. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Which we still, to this day, um, we call the Hellespont, which translates to the Sea of Hele in her honor. Because she died there. Because she died there. She slipped off and <laughs> fell to her doom. Oh. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate for her. Yeah. Uh, the ram continued flying on and he arrived in Colchis um, where King Aetes rule so this is getting into um, the Medea part here so he um, Aetes was the son of the god Helios and brother of the witch Circe father of Medea so that's where he fits in uh, once here Phrixus sacrificed the ram to Zeus in gratitude of his deliverance and gave the skin to Aetes who hung it from an oak tree in a grove of Ares. So here, the fleece was protected by a great dragon until the hero, Jason, came to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the Jason and the Argonauts story. Yeah, I'm familiar with that story, but but not quite where the fleece came from. Exactly. So this is kind of the the precursor to that. So Phrixus also had a happy ending um, as Aetes married him to one of his daughters. Not Medea. Not Medea, no. She... 
She had her own story. Mm-hmm. With the fleece. <laughs> her own badass story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which we also tied to the chariot. So yeah. that's where I spoke more there's about There's definitely a lot of... Ch- I feel like there's a lot of chariot symbolism that is associated with mm-hmm. Aries. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the story. And so that's um, how... Yeah, the ram and the fleece kind of got intertwined with the astrological sign of Aries. Where they all come in. Mm-hmm. And it's in a field, uh, The so it was in the grove of Aries, the god, not the yes. sign. Correct, yes. So it's, yeah, in the sacred grove of the god Aries, which again is god of bloody warfare. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is so his Latin uh, or Roman, I should say, equivalent is Mars. Is Mars, which rules which, Aries. Which rules Aries. What's also interesting is that he, Mars is also the god of war, but he's also the god of agriculture. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. this idea of like new beginnings sprouting forth. Well, that's what I think is interesting. Yeah, yeah the connection with, um, like we're talking about Aries the sign. Yeah. It being in spring and all that sort new of growth. thing. New mm-hmm. growth. New growth. So you've got Aries yeah. the... You've got Mars, the god of, of war, and, yeah, and agriculture, agriculture coming yeah. forth. Yeah. Yeah. So he's actually a really very uh, important god for the Romans. Very cool. Yeah. So that is that is the story. Do we have a spread for this yes, month? Yes. Thank you for reminding of me. Course. Yes. So we have a spread for this month that has been inspired by new challenges as well as... Um, a little bit of like this idea of getting to know your strengths and your weaknesses and where you stand in regards to a new challenge. Uh, so the spread is in um, in the shape of the symbol of Aries. And so your first card is representing strength. So the very first thing we do is we, we start off with uh, what is it that the seeker is particularly good at and Uh, with regard to their eventual desires and outcomes. And then the second card is the weakness and the vulnerability. So it is important for the seeker to know both their strengths and their weaknesses because um, in understanding yourself and knowing yourself, you will have that greater advantage. Uh, The third card is your desire. The fourth card comes in from the top on the opposite side. So um, the way these cards are shaped is that they're kind of uh, the left hand side is the first three cards and they are curving down towards the center. And then you have the right hand cards that are also curving down towards the center. And so they're both uh, forming a final point. Right. Which is the last card. Which is our last card, yeah. yeah. So um, the first three cards are the first half of that curve, and then the fourth card comes in on the, the right-hand side. So it's it's starting to change pace, and it's uh, coming in with the Challenger card. So the Challenger card uh, does connect with the desire, the strength, and the weakness from the left-hand side. The challenger card can represent um, a person in the life or it can represent something that is directly conflicting with the desire, something that is going to prevent the desire from being actualized. But of course, uh, the challenger leads into a lesson. So number five is the lesson card. What is there to be learned in this situation? Aries is a sign that loves a new, a, a, loves to learn, loves new information and is always open for curiosity. Number six, we have the motivator. So this card is um, 
kind of similar to the desire. It actually is mirrored next to the desire uh, next in, in the actual spread that you can find in PDF form on Facebook, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so the motivator card is different, however, from the desire because the desire is what you want to happen. The motivator is kind of your like your next steps um, or the practices that need to be made in order to achieve that desire. So this is the this is more of like something to focus on while you are working towards that that end goal, and then. Number seven, which is our final card that connects the left side to the right side, is called the follow through. So this is a little bit like a conclusion card, but one of the things um, that Aries is notoriously known for is they're great at starting things, but not necessarily great at finishing them. Mm -hmm. Because there's always something new, there's always another project around the corner that might entice them away from their current project, right? or sometimes Aries is really good well, at um, figuring out a problem and imagining how it's going to end, and then they just go on to the next thing without necessarily finishing it, right? So uh, number seven is the card to try and combat that energy. So how do you complete the cycle? How do you complete it uh, so that you can actually follow through and achieve that desire and have the full project come to completion. So that is the goal that is being pursued. That is the final point, if you will, of this of this particular spread. So you can find the spread on uh, you can find the spread on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested, you can also take pictures of your spread and put it up on Facebook, and we'll do a, a interpretation of. Uh, of your spread with you, or you can let us know what you think. Um, got some really interesting um, discussions happening from the Pisces spread last month, so that would be cool to see what you guys have to say about this new spread coming up. Um, it would, yeah. Anyway, so please, please share with us uh, your your tarot spread. Yeah, we would love to see them. Yes, exactly. Or what are your interpretations and perhaps. Um, like if you have any questions about those about how the cards are appearing love to go through that with you guys Mm -hmm. all right uh so that's pretty much it thank you so much as always yeah we're pretty we're good there yes um we appreciate again so much you guys listening Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us like you said we do have our facebook group uh, facebook.com slash love we have our patreon if you'd like to support us there buy us a coffee every month <laughs> we also are <laughs> on love Inst- you forever love you patreon you supporters so, much. so so much friends forever and we, do you have an instagram i have been awful though so <laughs> i would not recommend going we should take there. a picture of this most recent spread Yes, you know what? I can put the spread on there as well, actually. Like, yeah. I can put the, the image, so that'll be a good place, too. So, yeah, next month we're looking at Taurus. That's right. Taurus, um, you know, a, a fixed sign, the fixed sign of spring, if mm. you will. Lots of lots of interesting energies to talk about there, especially if you happen to be a Taurus. There you go. <laughs> or right. if you have a, a loved one who's a Taurus mm-hmm. in your family. So, I guess happy birthday to all our Aries listeners for this month. Yes. Happy birthday, Aries. <laughs> Yay. All right. So our um, our words of wisdom today come from Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. uh, who is very good at both starting new things and following through on them. Very good Aries energy. 
He says, don't let circumstances control you. You change your circumstances. Myth and tarot. Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, stars, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth and tarot.